to the ground. Now let's go. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. First Godwin. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Do what cable can't with Frontier Fiber Optic Internet. Visit Frontier.com to learn more. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. I am so excited to be joined by none other than defensive lineman Vita Vea. Vita, thanks for being with me. No problem. Thanks for having me. And, man, what a game did we pick to have you on the show. Your first (laughs) multi-sack game. I know. It was crazy. Yeah? I mean, I can tell the excitement in your voice. It was great. No, it was crazy. (laughs) I really am excited about it, but I do think I should have more. You think you should have more than two. You got, you're getting greedy now. I love this. All right, tell me why you think you should have had more than two. I think he was just getting the ball away quick every time I was back there. I feel like if he just held it for like a second longer, I could have been. I could have had more. You could have had more. I love this. This is why you're so great. You're just always wanting more. And also, uh, two wins on the road now. How has that felt to be a part of when I know that was kind of a storyline for a while was that you guys were just killing it at home, having some struggles on the road. What do you think has, has changed, or I guess what has this meant to the team now to prove that you guys can do it anywhere? I think uh, that was the main focus B.A. told us. It was like we need to keep that same energy that we have at home. And to carry it to the road, our road game, um, because the New York, it was the New York game. He said after the New York game, and it was just it was obvious. Every time we play at home, we just our energy is like spectacular. We're just everyone playing good, and um, it just that was our main emphasis to carry it to an away game. And uh, our first real test on doing that was in Indy. Um, we're starting off slow, but it's not really quite where we want it to be, but I think it's a work in progress right now. Yeah, I know that you guys started out where, especially run defense, that's something that you guys just take so much pride in, and um, you guys ended up giving up more yards in the first half than you have been averaging per game, but then second half, it got shut down again, and, and like it just felt like first half to second half, there was almost a switch that went off for you guys. Is, is that kind of how it felt, or, or what, what did you guys feel like happened first half or second half? Um, I think we won in the first half. Um, you know, we to, uh, basically just listened to what the defensive coaches had to tell us and, you know, made some adjustments um, to what we had to do and how to fix. And uh, I think that's what we did. We came out locked in. Um, I think we wanted to do that at the beginning. You know, we had a slow start, but I think we ended up uh, doing better in the second half in the run game um, yesterday, but a little more than what we wanted to give up. But, you know, we can't walk away with the win, so got to be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, that's what matters in the end. What were they What were they doing so well in the first half, particularly in the run game, and especially even just kind of that first drive where they had some big runs? What What did you guys feel like either they were doing well or you guys were kind of struggling and that, that led to that? Uh, I think they just came out. Um, I think they really came, they came out ready to play. I think we weren't um, – I want to say I, I feel like we weren't really all the way ready yet. You know, I think it took some getting hit in the mouth first before we had to, like, really wake up. And uh, 
just like we said earlier, that that's that's what that's what it took, and you know we realized the second half, and you know we had to um, come together and just try to come out there and stop and stop them, and not let them try to get like 200 yards on this. Yeah, and I heard there was quite a uh, speech by Todd Bowles at halftime. Uh, is is that accurate? Who said that? Uh, I mean. I know Carlton talked about it a little bit. A couple of the guys that yeah, that we heard there was a, there was a bit of a uh, a bit of a fiery speech at halftime. Was was that part of the what what changed? Yeah, I think normally when Bose talks to us, he he never really um, like gets that animated with us. But uh, you know, I think when he came out and talked to us, I think that's when we all knew we all got to step it up. Um, Bose is really most of the time laid back and chill and just. Um, you know, he just says what he had to say, says peace. And then he came out and just, you know, said what he had to say. I think that's what um, helped us and motivated us to, uh, you know, go out there and do our jobs. He, he may be chill a lot of the time, but I feel like some of the guys have talked about how uh, he is a heck of a trash talker. Is is that accurate? He, he is. He's one hell of a trash talker. <laughs> but the thing is, you can't, I don't know, you don't want to joke with him. Oh, because then he'll come. He'll come he back can, at you. He'll, he'll get you. He'll get you. But you know, every every now and then, if you if you got someone like the tag team with. Oh, so you, you got to go two on one against yeah, him to win. If yeah. I, if I want to win, it's like got to be me and Nacho. Oh, okay. See, this feels like you know, for you to finally know how other teams feel that they got to double team you all the time to be able to handle <laughs> you. You finally get a taste of your own medicine here. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to sometimes if there's more of us. The more the merrier yes. to, uh, make, to try to make fun of bulls. If not, if you're trying to make fun of them by yourself, then you will roast you. <laughs> That's amazing. We're talking to defensive lineman in Vita Vea here. Uh, so tell me, I know uh, two sacks for you in the game. Tell me about each of them and, and what got you home on those plays. Um, I think it was just, I was just thinking about it all game. And I was like, um, I haven't had really had a full sack all year, all my sacks were like half sacks so far. So you're telling people, like, get away from my sacks, let me have them? I, or I was just getting in on sacks. I was like... Um, oh, you were the, you were I was the like bottom. I was bottom feeding off everybody else. <laughs> so I was like, damn, I need a full sack. And I told our coach, Coach Casey, like right before he put me in, I was like, Coach, I need a full one. Cause I have I had a full one all year. And then, like, he looked at me, he said, go in. And I went. And I should have been a half. With me and Devin, but I got there first. And at least at this time, Devin would have been I, the one that was the role you'd been playing. You did get, at least yeah, get there first. <laughs> we got there first, and like I think we like jumped towards Matt Ryan at the same time. And like I hit Devin, and he fell out the way. Obviously, because I weighed more than him. See, I think that should be almost a sack and a half for you, because you took out both Matt Ryan and Devin White on the same play. <laughs> that should be like a sack and a half. <laughs> yeah. It was, I got down one, and I was just like, how I was feeling it? I was like, in my head, I wanted three. I was like, three is the magic number. I got to get the hat trick today. And I was like, the whole time. Because I had, I, I felt like I had missed one earlier. And I was like, damn, that was my opportunity. And I got the sack, and I was like, it came back. And I was just like, because um, sacks are hard to come by. And just like trying to work towards them. It's just the quarterbacks in the league, they're just so efficient. And it's just. They can get the ball away quick. They're so smart with it, and it's just hard, hard to get back there, like, and 
finished with a sack. And then um, I got that one. Sue had one. And then Sue got a second one. And I was like, Sue, every time you get one. Because Sue got his first, then I got mine. And I was just feeling like that. Um, that's the vibe I was feeling. I was like, Sue, every time you get one, I get one. And he got a second one. Then I got a second one. And I was like, we both need three. And he was just, uh, I said, if you get one, then I'm getting another one. And uh, that was the So thing. it's his fault you didn't get a third. No, nah, I, I don't know <laughs> putting it on him. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like we, we all went in sacks up front. It was, we, I think we were all close, a lot of us. I know Joe, we were, I was making fun of Joe last night. He missed one. He missed a sack last night. Uh, Nacho, he's getting closer and closer. He almost had he should have had a few too. He should have been up to up there. Will was up there and Pat was up there. So I think we got a lot of pressures, but I think he holds it. If he holds it a little longer, I think we all walk away with a sack. And I, I was wondering because you said you knew you kind of like took a sack a little bit away from from Devin on that play. You did his celebration after that one. Was that wise because you knew Devin was over there, or did that just happen anyways? It was it was before the game. Steve came up to me and he was like, "You make a play, do a." Ride the horse like Devin. Like one of the Devin, I said, Devin, if I make a big play, I'm uh, I'm gonna ride the horse. And he said, All right. And then he was there, he helped me up and he told me, he was like he's like V. He said, Ride he's like, Ride. Ride. <laughs> I love that one. Then there was what, the swimming celebration? Was that the next one? Yeah, the swimming celebration. How did we decide that one? Uh that I just I don't know, I didn't know it was my new one. I I tried it out, I forgot what game it was. It was a home game. Yeah, it was when they were rowing the boat and, and we you were swimming against, next we to it. We played the Bears, yeah, and I was swimming against it. <laughs> and everyone kept telling me, and they were like, dang, that's just like, I was, everyone kept telling me they liked it. So I was like, in my head, I think, I was like, if I get another sack, I'm going to go swimming. Is that going to be like the new celebration moving forward? Are we abandoning the lawnmower? Like, is this, is nah, this the No, lawnmower's still up there. I just, uh, that's the funny thing. After the first sack, because um, sometimes you don't, you don't, you don't, like sometimes you have to catch your breath, yeah. but you don't you don't feel it until you get back to the huddle. And you're like, Man, I'm actually kind of tired. Yeah. And it was just like I was walking back to the huddle, and I was like, "All right, let me catch my breath now." The lawnmower isn't and, quite uh, as tiring as the swimming. <laughs> no, it was the uh, it was Devin. Oh, Devin's, that's what got you. And it was just like I wasn't really tired. I was just like, I gotta catch my breath for the next play, because it's just I think everything that ties together is like you gotta wait. It's like. Everything is so anxious out there because you got to wait for the play call. Like, sometimes play call could come out late cause depending on the offense, if they want to go fast or not. So you got to wait for the play call. And then depending on the play call, you got to line up and do different things every now and then. And um, once you get that, you got to process that in your head. And then the alignment come up and the whole offense comes up. You got to look at their formation, um, where's the back, how the line lined up. And you got to, like, try to process all of this at once. And on top of that, you're like trying to catch your breath. So I, everything is like over, could be overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, all right, I got locked back in. And yeah. then walking back to the huddle, I see Levante. He came up to me and did the lawnmower celebration. And I, <laughs> he got mad at me after the game. He was like, damn, you didn't want to do the lawnmower with me? I was like, honestly, when I got back, I was kind of tired. So I was like, <laughs> I couldn't do nothing. I had nothing for you, Levante. 
That's amazing. Next time, I tell you, next time. Next, next time, time you got it. Next time, I'll do it with him. That is incredible. All right, we have plenty more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with defensive lineman Vita Vea, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with defensive lineman Vita Vea, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Um, we were talking about how much pressure there was that you guys were able to get on Matt Ryan. I mean, five sacks, that was the most the Falcons have given up uh, this year. And then finally, you guys, defensively, you were going to have you know, Carlton back, Sean Murphy Bunting back. Um, of course, then, you know, Dean goes out. And I was just thinking about all these injuries that have happened, especially in the secondary this year. How has that affected you guys up front? We always talk about the defense all works as, as a unit. So how has that affected you guys or what you felt like you maybe needed to do in those times when a lot of guys were missing? I think, you know, we definitely missed those guys when they did go down. Um, it was it did take a, um, a toll on us. Um, but, you know, we did have guys that stepped, stepped up and stepped in for them. I think it was just different just uh, based on what we did last year and how we finished as a defense. I think we were trying to strive to get back, not really back to it, but past that. I think, you know, we, we knew we weren't going to be the same defense. So I think um, – it was just trying to figure out what our identity was as a, as a collective group. And um, I think when guys went down, I think it was just hard to really find that again. I think um, we're, we're back on track to where we want to go. I think um, that also helps with guys coming back from uh, being hurt. So I think, um, you know, those guys were definitely missed when they w- did go down. But we did have a lot of guys that stepped in. Um, for them, and you know, I've been doing a good job, so it was tough losing them, but you know, props to the guys who did stuff up. Yeah, next man up has been the <laughs> mantra of the year, and you guys have just crushed it on that front. Um, I know in this game, I always love asking you know, you get a chance to be on the sideline, kind of watching the offense operate. Um, did you realize how insane it was, how many catches Chris Godwin was having in that game? How much did he have? He ended up with 15. 15? Yeah, so he broke the franchise record in catches for a single game. And also, it's the most in the league this year. What's the uh, NFL record? Like 16? It's like, it's, it's like 21, I want to say. 2021. So, yeah, but that's like the NFL record is... I thought it was 19. It, it, yeah, it's, it's close. And it depends also on you know, running back, wide receiver, all of that. But, yeah, so Chris was, I mean... That was an insane amount of catches. That was, that was a lot of, whole lot of catches. I think he could have more, too. I love it. You, you just think everybody can have could, more. Everybody can have more. <laughs> I feel like Chris this morning is probably like, oh, that was good. That was enough. <laughs> yeah, he knows. That's great. But, yeah, did you notice when this was happening, were you realizing what a big game he was having? Yeah, I think the past two games, just watching, I was like, damn, this dude balling out. And uh, it was really cool to see, just to be there on the sideline. Um, you know, especially when it's like a third down. And you're like, in your head, you're thinking, like, because all the special team coaches and defensive coaches like, defense, get ready. Special team coaches, like, um, punt, punt return, get ready. So you're watching it. You're like, damn, we need a touchdown. They get the first down. You see Chris catching it, balling out. And like, damn, this dude's like one hell of a receiver. Yeah. All our receivers, all our guys on offense. Gronk, Captain, he had two touchdowns. He did, two touchdowns. Sam had a touchdown. Leonard. He's like he's a good running back. Um, he had that one-handed catch. Yeah, that was pretty that was cool. Crazy. And then uh, Mike on that third down, he caught that ball. He was diving, but he wasn't diving. Yeah. And it's like 
He shrank from was, six four or five yeah. down to like be able to ankle grab that. Yeah, I was I was a crazy catch, and obviously Chris Godwin, they're all had a day. Fifteen catches though, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's crazy. Um, and how cool has it been to have Gronk back? And, and just what's it been like for you getting to play alongside him? What he what he adds to the the team, the locker room, out at practice. What is it like to be teammates with him and have him back? Um, you know, it's definitely good to have him back. He's a you know he's he's a character. Uh, he's a funny guy. I think it's, it means it means a lot to have him back. I think especially for the offense. Uh, um, obviously, because you know him and. He's been with Brady their whole his whole career, so I think that uh, connection will always be there between those two. For so sure, I think it's it's really helpful. And you brought up Fournette and his one-handed grab, and he's yeah, he's just been playing crazy lately. And I'd love to hear if you were having to go against him if he wasn't on our team, and for you and priding yourself on the run defense, what would you be thinking as you watched film, as you <clears throat> saw him playing that would wouldn't you'd think, man, this is this is a tough guy to go against? We did. We played against him. And we we still talk smack to him every day, <laughs> and we told him. I, I forgot. I think we hold him. We held him under thirty yards rushing when we played him when he was in the Jags. Yeah. And uh, and you've never let him forget it. No, we don't tell him. <laughs> there was one time though. I had him, and I was like, it was like a goal line, and I was just like, because they were talking about how uh, good of a running back he was, and I had him, and I had him with one hand, and I was just. Trying to be cool, I was like, I'm gonna just hold him with one hand. <laughs> no, no, uh, let him know that I can hold him with one hand. He can't run on us, and I was just like holding him, holding him. But he kept driving his feet, and then eventually my hand slipped. And I was like, Oh, I missed it. I, I should just tackled him. Yeah, you were getting fancy out there. Yeah, I was trying to get fancy. Every time you get fancy, you mess up. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Um, and you know, with you guys with the run defense, uh, we're talking to defensive lineman Vita Vea. I mean, you guys have been just so consistent at this that being at the top of the league now in it, essentially since you know BA and Bowles came in, it's hard to be the top of the league at anything for that long. Why do you think this is an area that you guys have so much success in? I think um, you know you got to give credit to not only our our coaches on the defense staff, but also um, us players. Not only up front, but I think everybody out there on defense, uh, you know, playing together. Um, you know, if a run gets out, we have Levante and, and Devin that are there to stop it, and also our, our our secondary. They've also been stepping up in the run game and helping us out. So I don't really think it's. Um, Majority, sometimes it's not majority, all of us. I think up front in the D-line room, I think everybody else is stepping up too as well and helping us out. And I think uh, our D-line coach, Coach Casey, he does a good job throughout the week. I think that's the one of our main focuses. Um, you know, we got to stop the run. And it's like a test every week. But I think he does a good job of like um, preparing us throughout the week and getting us ready. Um, not not only in the uh, meeting room, but when we go out there at, at a, on the practice field, you know, we practice um, every block that we're going to get. And just um, I think he does a good job of, of teaching us and, um, you know, preparing us to what we're going to face throughout the week. So, And if we do mess up, he's, he's, he's You hear honest. about it? He's honest. <laughs> he's honest. You won't hear the end of it. <laughs> I feel like this is a consistent theme among this coaching staff. I really appreciate it. Uh, and I know that this is also the My Cause, My Cleats game, so I wanted to let you give a, a shout-out to um, what your cleats were, what they were about, and, and just let everybody know why you chose that. Uh, 
my 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 cleats or my cause was breast cancer, um, and the reason was my fiance's mom. Uh, she passed away from breast cancer, so um, that's what I did. That's what I chose to do this year, um, and I I had her on it, and uh, I just wanted to, you know, just remember her out there, and then also support breast cancer just because. Um, the hardship that she went through. I just uh, want to just raise awareness for you know everybody else out there. It's incredible, and I know your fiance and future father-in-law got to be the official starters of the TC5K race, yeah. which had to be really cool. Um, and it seems like another way that you honored your fiance is that she beat out the Instagram poll of whether or not you should get a gold tooth. Yeah, she did. Oh, she. Oh, so hold on now. Did but you know. She's gonna trump the poll. Right, that's what I'm saying. The like poll she, was like ninety to ten. Yeah, everybody wanted you to get the gold tooth. Yeah, everyone. So said, I'm assuming the reason you don't have one is because of the fiance. Yes. Yeah. She said she wasn't gonna marry me if I had a gold tooth. <laughs> that's a that's a heck of an ultimatum right there. She's messed up though. I said I had I should be with a, sitting here with a gold tooth right now. <laughs> I was messing with it. I was like at the dentist, and the dentist was in on it too. Because I didn't even tell the dentist, and I was just like, he caught on. And I was like. They shaved it down, and they were like, uh, I, I FaceTimed her, and I was like, I'm about to get this gold tooth. And the dentist was by me, he was like, yeah, I got this gold tooth ready for him. He played into it without he you played, being able to I tell didn't him. Even, yeah. And she was like, no. That's amazing. I was just like messing around. I was like, just let me know for the rest of the year. And I was just trying to give her a hard time. She was like, no. No. She was like, if, if you get this gold tooth and something happens that where you can't get out for our wedding... I was like, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So I think this is already a really good sign that you're prepared for the compromises of marriage. You know? yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, yeah, to give up the gold wins, tooth, that's serious, man. Wins and losses. I thought I, thought I was going to win because of Instagram, but... Oh, yeah, you had she, all this evidence behind you. All the people she, wanted it. She trumped it, and she was like, yeah, I'm not going to have it. She shut it down fast. That's amazing. <laughs> and were you just almost so frustrated that game like you have this knee injury and then you come back just to get your tooth knocked out was there a part of you that was like oh my gosh why i wasn't i was like damn my tooth and i was like out of everything that happened that could happen <laughs> i was like a tooth i was like that's so messed up i was just like my tongue was like feeling it i could i was like i didn't even see myself in the mirror so i was just like all these thoughts are going in my head i was like i wonder how that looked like <laughs> and i was just like talking to sue I was like, oh, look, I still look cute. And he's <laughs> just messing around with us. Did he say yes? No. He of course yes. not. Of course not. How rude. We need to talk to him. Yeah. You know, he's, insulting a man while he's down. He messed up. Yeah, he shot down my confidence. <laughs> um, but it was funny, though, just how it happened. Not how it happened, but at the end, like, looking back on it, it's like, it's funny, but it's not funny. It's just like. <laughs> What the heck? It's funny now that it's like, okay yeah, and you have everyone, a new tooth. Everyone was making fun of me, and I was just like, it was like so sensitive to cold. Because like the nerve was oh, a little no. exposed. So I was like, after the game, I didn't really notice it. And then I didn't know it was going to be like that sensitive. I grabbed the water, and I like, my first sip, I was like, oh, it shocked my whole body. Oh, that just made me hurt <laughs> to think about <laughs> That's so funny. And so, yeah, so you, you, you're all your teammates, they were, they were not really being supportive here. They were making fun of you. They were all making fun of me, but it was, there was some funny. And then the, I think the funniest was Cam Gill. He was like, 
he seen me still playing, he said, like, he said, Vita, if I broke my tooth, the TV would have said right now, Cam Gill, IR, tooth. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. So, I mean, you did already, you know, you, you dealt with these injuries last year, and I feel like, you know, do, do you feel like this prepared you for when you, you know, we're going to have to miss time, you know, when you had this knee injury this season and you didn't know it right away, like, how serious it was going to be or not? Did you feel like last year sort of prepared you to, to handle it this year? I, I don't think so. I think I, was, I hit the wall. I was, it was tough for me when that happened. Not knowing the, um, what the outcome was going to be, I think uh, when my ankle happened last year, we went to go take an x-ray, like, right there at the stadium. And I was, like, being positive, I was, like, it's going to be an ankle sprain. It's nothing. And I went in there, I was, like, what is it? Well, you broke your ankle. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. So when this happened, I was, like, I'm not even getting my hopes up. I was, like, You were just assuming the worst. I was, like, something bad happened. Yeah. And I was just, like, it hurt so much out there on the field. But then there was, like, a little bit of me. Because um, they say, like, when you, when you like, your knee, with your knee or something, they, like, I guess they say when you hear them scream, that's like a, not a scream, but like when you hear them like, when you hear them yelling in pain, that's a good sign. That's a good sign? When you don't, like you said, when they're quiet, that's when it's like, you know, it's. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. See, that's yeah, why, that's football what I heard. players are another breed. Y'all, I love it. Like when they're screaming, that's fine. No big deal. <laughs> that's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's interesting. And then, uh, you know, I was just like, I was like. I gave up. I I didn't give up. I was just like I was already. I didn't want to get my hopes up, so I was like prepared. I was like, uh, it's, it's the worst. I prepared myself for the worst already, and uh, I got my MRI back. And then they were like, Bobby was telling me it was like it wasn't. You were there too. You were there when when I first got the news. I was still kind of in shock, and I was like, he was like he was he was. I was I wasn't sure if he was still being optimistic. And then just he, like for your your case, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just trying to. Yeah, that makes and sense. And he told me it was like nothing was wrong. And then we went there, and I was like, we're, they said we still gotta wait for the radiologist to uh, give their input. And then they said what they said, and uh, it wasn't nothing too serious. And I was just like, I was really happy. Yeah, I, I almost started crying. I was like, damn. Aww. I almost started, I had tears of joy, and I was just sitting there, and I was just like, so many people around, I can't be crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be tough. I'm the guy that got a tooth knocked out. I'm tough. Um, So do you feel like looking back at that time last year, um, what was the the hardest part of that journey and what made you so relieved to know that that you weren't going to be in the same boat this year? I think the hardest part was was, uh, not trying to get, um, let's say, like complacent with the injury. I think uh, it's easy to to get be like that because um, you're not playing. You don't have to, like, lock in on all these other details. You don't really have to be in the building. You don't really have to be at meetings. So, like, you have all this free time, and the, and the team is still playing. So, like, you just come whenever you come. You could, like, you could come in whenever you want. You could watch the game, and I think – it could get you could fall into a trap, so we're like, uh, this there, there's like a whole there's like a, a lot of stuff that could happen like in that type of situation. I think some guys or some people you can get in some situations you can get um, 
complacent with the injury and just be like, oh, I'm hurt, I'm done for the year, and just mm-hmm. tune out because yeah. you know you're because you know you're not gonna play for the rest of the year. I think that was the hardest thing because I was like trying to get that thought out of my head because I think I when it first happened I was like, damn, I'm out for the season. So I was just like, I think for the first couple of weeks I was that thought was in my head like I'm out, and I was just like, just rest your body now and come back next year. And then once I finally did start working um, towards coming back in the playoffs, we talked about that on the other interview. Um, if you haven't, if you don't know about it, go watch it. I love it. Yes, shouting out my slice with you from earlier. You're, you're like my publicist right now. Uh, yeah, but I think that was, that was the hardest thing, just um, trying to stay focused and locked in. I think that's what I did. I didn't, I didn't really uh, tune, uh, check out. I think I still came into meetings every day. I uh, was in here in treatment every day, uh, workouts every day here. So I was here, I was basically here like I wasn't hurt. But the only thing I, I couldn't do was like watch practice because I was on a scooter. Like if they were in the indoor, I couldn't really roll my scooter all it's over. It's not very scooter friendly. Yeah, I didn't have, I just got the off-road wheels. <laughs> and then uh, every now and then, like their practice like outside on the grass, I would come out on the uh, over the under the awning mm-hmm. and just watch and uh, yeah. That's how you stayed in with it. I love it. Well, we still have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with defensive lineman Vita Vea. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with defensive lineman Vita Vea, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Um, I, I feel like sometimes, unfortunately, it can take an injury for, for fans to really fully appreciate or understand someone's contribution to the team. Do you feel like now, A, that the team has gone to the Super Bowl and just gotten so much more national attention, but B, you missing time and coming back, do you feel like now you – have even more appreciation from fans or people understanding what you bring to this team and not getting taken for granted? Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's, I noticed that a lot, um, you know, with the fans, um, you know, and showing their support and love for me, you know, and I just, I really appreciate that. I think Nacho did a good job last year of stepping up um, and the rest of the D-linemen. Steve came in, did a good job, and the whole the whole front did a good job. And, um, they still got number one rushing, and it was it was kind of sad. It was kind of not sad, but I was uh, I was happy for them. But I was like, like dang, you kinda, didn't even need me. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of bittersweet for me because I was just watching them, and then they were on pace to beat the record uh, rushing record allowed in a year. And they were on pace for it, and I was like, dang, I wanted to be a part of that. And I was I was it was bittersweet. But I was I was more happy for them because I was like, they're doing their thing out there. I was like, oh, that's dope. That's so great. So now I'm going to let you, essentially, we, we want to promote the fact that Pro Bowl voting is open. So I want you to kind of give me the case for why you think you are such an impactful player. Tell us why you think you are as successful as you are. What are what are the things that we may not appreciate about what you do that make you so good? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what it is. I think I just, uh, I think it's just, I'm, I feel like I'm a good instinctive player out there. I think uh, a lot of plays I do make, when I go back and watch it, I'm like, I don't remember doing that. It just happened. I think I just, I don't know. 
I think we have a group where we work good together. To answer your question, I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our job, to brag on you. See, and I love this, the humility. You're like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm amazing. Just one of the best D-tackles out there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, how about, do you get recognized in public now a lot? I, yeah, we get recognized a lot. It was, it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's weird. It's not weird. It's just, it's, it can get, it can be a lot sometimes. But yeah, you're not exactly a, an incognito guy. Where it's, fu- it's so funny because people come up to me and they're like, they're like, are you Vita? And I mess with them. And they're like, no. <laughs> and then you get that before, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I was getting you that. get that I'm, a lot, don't you? And I was like, I, I, I have gotten that before, and I was, and I was messing with it. Sometimes, I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll just play through it and not tell them. And then sometimes, like, yeah, I'm, I'm him. And then. Um, the weirdest one I got, someone came up to me and was like, hey, are you Ezekiel Elliott? I was like, come what? on. I was like, <laughs> I didn't even reply to him. I was like, I'm going to ignore you. That <clears> is <throat> incredible. I mean, now granted, you were a running back, so maybe he thinks this is how running backs are built nowadays. You know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. He's seen you out there at fullback and was like, this. Yeah, that's, that's Zeke right this there. This looks like Zeke. Which, speaking of that, are you uh, angling for more snaps on offense? Is that a thing that you, you lobby for? Uh, I do. I do mess around with him. Uh, I mess around with uh, Byron. Keep telling them, like, hey, let me, uh, let me throw a touchdown pass. Oh, now you want to throw I'm one. Just, You're I'm, getting greedy. I'm not, had... I'm, not, I'm not getting greedy. I'm just messing around with them <laughs> every week. I'm just telling them. I, I just go out there and just, like, talk smack to them um, about me playing on offense. But I really don't care if, if, they, if they play me on offense or not or where they, where they need me on offense. Um, you know, I'm just always happy to help. Happy to help, team player, wherever I can. Um, I was thinking about how there's been the debate of whether or not you or Grant Stewart or Mr. Irrelevant has the better hair. And see, now Grant has a commercial out there. And so I was thinking, what what are we got to do to get Vita the commercial? I mean, we I, I don't know why you're not the head and shoulders person, but in general, I mean, like, first of all, do you think you have better hair than Grant? Oh, no, I think Grant got pretty nice hair. Yeah. He'd be rocking it out. I don't know, damn. He might have better hair than me. Oh, wow. That's, I, might, I might have to give it to him, but. That's pretty incredible. I don't know. I think, he, but for a head and shoulders commercial, I think I could do better than him. Yeah? You think yeah, you got that? I think so. Do we need to start making a, a reel for you, a tape to send to them as to why this this needs to be your job? I think it's a work in progress right now. I might, I'm, we might be up to something, but we'll see. When did your, have you always had long hair and have you always been big? When When did both of those things really start at their at their peak i was always tall and i i I always grew my hair out but i'll cut it this is the first time i really ever kept it and i was just um it was a crazy thing because i was just growing out to like the length it is now and i was like i'm gonna cut it and i'll cut it and after i cut it then i wish i never cut it (laughs) i grow it out and i'll do the same project over and over and over again and it was finally like i started off high school I grew it, so in eighth grade, I cut it before I graduated eighth grade. And then when I got to high school, I was like, short hair, short hair. And I grew it out my whole freshman year. And by the time my sophomore year came, I cut it again. And then after that, I haven't cut it since my sophomore year. You haven't cut it since your sophomore year of high school? Wow, that's pretty incredible. And this was, of course, when you were playing running back. When did your coaches learn of your your running back uh, background? Um, 
It started off as a joke. Not a joke. Not a joke. It wasn't a joke. It was, we were whooping the team. It was like 42-0. And uh, I was a freshman on varsity. And they were like, they were like let's put Vita Wildcat. And I was I was like a freshman who like didn't really play that much. I was just out there because they wanted me on varsity just for the experience. And then um, I, I'll play a couple snaps on defense. But then there was like a whole bunch of seniors in front of me. And uh, it was like at the end of the game, it was like two minutes left. And they were like on the 70 yard line. And they gave, like, I didn't have no idea what to do on offense. I didn't know the plays or anything. I was out there like the Wildcat, Wildcat quarterback. And it was just like, I was out there and I was like, hey, where do I run? Like, just go this way. <laughs> so it was funny, the whole defense knew I was going. And I would run. They told it was you. just like every. I ran like five plays, and like every every play was like a first down until I finally scored. <clears throat> but it got to a point where I was like, I'm tired, I can't breathe right now. <laughs> Just running, like, and all this stuff. And then um, I was trying to sub out, and they were like, no, stay in there. Because it would be like five yards, ten yards, five yards. Yeah, they're like, like, this is the easiest offense we've ever run. This is and great. I was just like, getting, I was just running a whole bunch of plays. And then I was like, I was like, I'm tapping my helmet, and I was like, I'm done. Take, sub me out. <laughs> and then, like, all, everybody on the side was like, no, stay in there, stay in there. And I was like, all right. In my head, I was like, I'm about to run one more play after this. I'm running on the field. I don't care. I'm going to the locker room. I'm quitting. <laughs> I ran one more play, and I was, like, on the floor, and I was like, everyone was jumping on me, and I couldn't breathe. I looked down the line, and I was, like, in the end zone. I was like, oh, shoot. And I was like, I you were so tired, you didn't even notice you scored. I didn't scored. notice it. And I was just like, I ran to the sideline and just fell down. Everyone was jumping on me. And it's just, you know how it is, like, when people were, like, jumping on you, surrounding you. I that made it worse. I couldn't, I really couldn't breathe. I was like, back up, back up. Yeah. I can't breathe. Big man alert. That, that's when it happened. But I think that was just, that was just, uh, actually, I was, so I wasn't really this big. I was, like, 200 pounds my freshman year. And I was just like... I mean, uh, that's still large for a freshman, but, I, I but carried, yeah, compared to now. I carried it well, because I was, like, tall. <laughs> I so I didn't, I didn't really look... I looked more skinny than... Yeah. And uh, it was funny, because uh, after that game, the next week in practice, they were like, let's try to be that quarterback. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, what? they gave me a snap at quarterback, and I was like, this is your one chance to see what you could do. So in my head, I was like, all right, I was overthinking everything. I'm sure. Like, I know how to throw football. I I throw football like all the time, play catch all the time, so I know I'm I know how to do this. But in my head, I was overthinking everything. I was like, "This is my one. This, this my, is my chance. This is my chance right to be a quarterback." And I was just sitting there, and I was just in my head. I was like, "They told me the route he was gonna run," and I was just like, "I'm about to throw the best power right now, and I'm about to throw it as hard as I can." I'm gonna be the next Tom they, Brady. <laughs> they hiked it to me, and I was just like. I'm about to throw it as hard as I can at him. It's going to be like a bullet, perfect pass, <laughs> straight to him. And I just went. I tried to put everything that I throw, and the ball went 30 yards in the air. It flew straight up in the air. like went. Oh, so 30 yards up. <laughs> yeah, because I was just overthinking it. It went like 10 feet, 10 feet over the receiver's head. And oh, I was my like, gosh. They looked at me, and I was like, let me get one more chance. Oh. And they were like, nah, come No, on. that's it. You're done. And then uh, I think it was my 
It was my senior year in high school. I was in practice. Um, I was just messing around, and I started playing. Like I started messing around on the scout team. I was like, let me run the ball, and I was just like running all over our our defense. I was just like scoring every time I played on the scout team, and but that still didn't really um, set anything up for me. I think it just gave the coaches an idea, and there was one game. It was one game. We was like a third and five. And we needed a first down, and it was a. Uh, I just went up to my coach. I think the play was like, I knew this play because it was like they said if we run, if you ever run plays, can do this play. It was like thirty-five Tahoe, and I was just like, I was like, coach, let me run thirty-five Tahoe right now. And he was like, he looked at me. He was like, all right, go. <laughs> and I got the first down, and it was like after that, I just they kept putting me on offense. It was funny though because um, I'd be on offense. And uh, uh, I'll be out there to block as a fullback, and there'll be like a running back, like a quarter of my size, and we'll be out there arguing. I'm like, let me run the ball. They're like, nah, let me run it. I'm like, let you let me run it one time, and you get the next play. And then I'll run it, and he'll be my blocker, and he'll be like quarter of my size. And it was just the funniest thing. I was just like thinking back to it now. I was like, damn, that was probably a funny sight to see because someone that small blocking for me. It should be the other way around. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining me blocking for you. That's how I'm picturing this <laughs> right now. I love it. We have a little bit more coming up here on our final segment of Buccaneers Total Access with defensive lineman Vita Vea. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with defensive lineman Vita Vea brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We were talking about your experience on offense and as a running back, but of course we know that you as a defensive lineman is one of the most epic things ever, and you are definitely one of the strongest people on the team. Where would you rank yourself in that? Um, I don't know. We got a lot of strong people on the team. Well, um, I don't know. I think if we train for it, I think I'd be top three. Yeah. If, like, if it was like a thing to like train for a year to see who's the strongest, I'd be in that top three. Who are the other two? I'm not sure. There's a lot of people. Oh, so you're just giving top there's like, three. So there's a lot of sneaky people that I think if we live out that scenario and like just train for a year, see who comes out the strongest, I think there's a lot of people that could uh, sneak their way in there. Would Sue be one of them? think younger Sue would be one of them. Younger Sue would be one of them. Tell him, I, I love y'all's relationship. It's just one of my favorite things. Uh, how do you feel like playing alongside him this whole beginning of your career has influenced you and, and the player that you are and, and even maybe the person you are? Uh, man, I love Sue, man. He's just he's a funny guy to be out there with. And it's just, he's, he's good to have out there. Um, he's very helpful. Um, you know, we talk a lot out there, help each other out. Um, what's it called? We we made it. We we told each other like we're gonna help each other get sacks. So that's what we're trying to do right now. Um, but every time I need help with something or uh, advice, all around the field, and I ask him, he always, you know he's always there to help me out. Um, that's a, that's the funny thing about Sue because when when he first came here, or for people who don't know him, they don't really. They go off what um, he was portrayed to be, like this uh, 
mean, big girl. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that I, was the reputation he had. Yeah, you know. he, did, he was like, he's a mean, big girl. And then uh, he came out here. His, I think that's what throws everybody off because he's soft-spoken and he just he knows what he's talking about. Um, I think that's the dope thing about him. But, but that uh, is cool. Yeah, and uh, I just, he's always there helping me out, um, helping us all out. Unless he's a good guy to have around. That's cool. And you, you talked about helping each other get sacks. I know you helped your fellow Washingtonian get a sack. There was a there was a play earlier this season where Tryon gets a sack because you knocked out the whole side of the offensive line and just cleared this whole path for him. First of all, I'm assuming you uh, let him know that you should get some credit for that. Is that fair? I, nah, he got all the credit. Oh, wow, look at you. Well, I told him, though, it was like before the play, they brought in a new offensive lineman. They brought a new guard in, and I seen him in the huddle, and I was like, Joe, there's like a certain game that we run. I was like, Joe, let's run a text. And, and Joe's voice, I could hear it, and I could tell that he didn't want to run it because it wasn't working all night. No, like, this one's gonna work because I knew it. Because I seen the. Just, sometimes you get those feelings, you get those like certain yeah. feelings, like this is gonna work. That instinct, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, um, I seen the new online come in. He just subbed in. And I was just like, that triggered something in me, and I was like, oh, it's about to work. I said, Joe, let's run a text. He was like, you sure? I was like, yeah, let's run a text. And he was like, all right. <laughs> Next thing you know, I look up and I see Joe. Uh, celebrating out loud. That's what I'm talking about. That's great. Look at that. That's pretty cool. And, and how cool has it been to watch him and, you know, again, have the guy that you guys played at the same school and uh, didn't overlap for very long, but just to, to watch him get a chance to come in here, first-round draft pick, and after not playing for a year, what he's been able to do early on? Uh, I think he's, you know, he's uh, heading in the right direction, obviously. Um, he still has a lot to learn, but I think he's, he's taking those steps of, um, to where he needs to be. I think uh, it, it's really cool to have him around. Um, even though he was the, uh, real, a lot younger than me when um, I was when we were in school together in college. Um, but just seeing the person he's grown into and just being around him over here um, on and off the field, is just I think it's really cool. Um, it's good to have him. I think it's good to always have Washington guys around here. Like we're yeah, good players. You're just, you're just collecting them. Yeah, we're collecting them. Um, but I think Joe, he's gonna be uh, a special player one one day. I think he's uh, heading in that direction. To uh, he's on his way. That's great. And finally, for you, uh, goals for the the rest of of this year for you personally, and then for the the D line overall. What do you guys think are the big things you're trying to accomplish? Um. For our group, I think uh, we're just trying to we're trying to stop the run. That's, uh, that's the main key for us. Just trying to stop the run. I think um, in the past game, I think we're trying to get more sacks. I think pressures, QB hits are nice, but um, after a while, we get old and I need a sack. Um, I think that's that's basically our goal. I think our our the bigger picture for us is just, um, you know, trying to get better every year, do something different and something better than what we did the year before. I think uh, the past few years we got uh, the number one rush defense. I think we're trying to do it again. Um, there's other stuff on the table, 
that we're trying to accomplish, but I don't know where I, I haven't looked it up yet, and I don't want to say it because I want to jinx it. Mm, yes. Um, we're not superstitious. We're just a little stitious. Yeah, yeah a little <laughs> bit. Uh, and uh, for me, I got to get another two-sack game. Another two-sack game. I love it. We, we're greedy now. You ha- you experienced it. You I felt mean, it. Once you experience it, like it's, like, it's like a drug. Like, I need it again. Need it again. Need it again. Well, let's hope it happens again this next weekend. Vita, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. No problem. And That's thanks fine. to all of you guys for listening. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with defensive lineman Vita Vea, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We'll be back here next week. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.